Good morning and welcome to Sunday Morning with 11 Action. I am Ken Tuck. Thank you for joining me this morning. Hope your Sunday is going well and that you've been enjoying your weekend. And don't worry, you still got rest of the day left on your weekend before we talk about Monday, but we won't even go there today. Let you enjoy your weekend. But <laughs> thank you for joining us this morning on the Joy FM. And once again, with me this morning is my brother from another mother, Cody Kirkhoff. Good morning, Ken. How Good morning, are you? all the listening area out there. It's great to be with you again. Oh, man, it's great having you here. And uh, all's going well with you and over at the harbor. God continues to, to do his thing. Yeah. He's in the business of transforming lives. And it's just incredible to see, to see lives change, to yeah. see steps begin to be made and new relationships form. And, you know, life gets to a different point for someone. Right. Um, only the things that Jesus can do. People often see um, the outward things that we do. You know, we're providing food for those who are hungry and clothes for those who need it. You know, the essentials that people need. But you and I both tell them, well, we're glad, we're thankful we're able to do that. But that's not what we're here for. That's what I always tell people. Yeah, we do that. You know, as much as Alabama talks about punting. Right. (laughs) You know, it's important. Does Scrimpstein have a punter? Don't even know. I heard there's a rumor, maybe. Rumor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's all about the, the, the inside, the spiritual part of ministry, which is what ministry is all about yeah. anyway. And, and seeing, like you said, seeing those lives transformed. I always tell folks, you know, the food opens a door. Yeah. Food might open the door or just an opportunity to connect. Yeah. But it doesn't do the transforming. No. Because guess what? They're hungry again, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're thirsty again. I mean, Jesus clearly said all that. And so our heart is always... How do we dive deeper? How do we take a step together deeper in this journey called life and discipleship? And But you can't ignore when, what do we have, one out of five one kids? Out of six. One out of six kids right now are food insecure. Right. And it may be more than that now since, yeah. you know, the pandemic and the, the economic situation yeah. we're currently in. So it could be more could than that. It could be more. But you can't ignore the basic needs of Matthew 25. Right. But the uh, transformation comes from the inside out. And that's where you and I, Harbor and Love and Action, we focus our time, our energy, our efforts, our desire. That's right. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. We're going to talk about salvation and what that entails and the the whole salvation process. Because uh, as you and I were talking with, you know, some folks just really don't understand what it means when we talk about salvation. So we're going to break that down this morning as, as the Holy Spirit leads and guides us. And I hope, you know, can break it down in such a grace-filled way because that's what salvation is, is complete grace, that, you know, anybody that's listening, wherever we're at in that journey, that we can can walk through it. How, How can we know the great gift that it is if we don't fully understand it? Right, exactly. Before we dive into that, Cody, would you open us up in prayer? Yeah. Ah, Jesus, it is so good to be with you on a Sunday morning. It's so good to just be in fellowship with my brother, to be in fellowship uh, through the airwaves of anyone listening. And so, Lord God, we just pray in this moment that you would open hearts and minds and ears and just to receive what you would have. You are an incredible God, the creator of the universe, that you can have a personal message like it's just speaking to each one of us today. So, Lord God, do that. And so, Lord God, I pray for each, each life that's listening, Lord, that you would love on in such an amazing way this morning. And Lord, just this morning that Ken and I get to be together, may we glorify you. May what we say be your word and only your word. May, may our hearts be aligned with you. And so, Lord God, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
you know, Cody, there's a, a number of listeners who, who listen to the Joy FM who are not believers, but they're listening. And I, I think that is so awesome because it means they're searching. And the signal has expanded, so now the, the gospel message gets down further into the panhandle uh, as well as uh, even further out in the wiregrass. We know people are listening as they're coming and going to church. Uh, we hear from, from those in prison who are listening. So we, we just are thankful for the opportunity to share the gospel. And, and this morning we want to talk about salvation because, you know, Cody, here in South Alabama, almost everybody has heard you got to get saved because it's not hard to hear a message uh, via radio. You hear it, we're out on the streets telling folks about Christ. There's an opportunity for people to be reached in tremendous ways here in South Alabama, unlike if we were in Pakistan or India. I think a lot of times people, and even some people who are in church, they know they need to be saved, but don't really understand what that is. And so let's start to unfold that this morning. Yeah, I think that's that's so important. You know, you said Pakistan or India. There's people just haven't even heard about Jesus right. here in a very churched or religious culture. I think everybody's heard. You hear that term, like you said. But I know. I mean, it, sometimes it's it's hard to, in the middle of hearing something, to raise your hand and say, "Hold on, stop for a minute. What does that mean? Like, explain that more." That's one of the most hurtful or sad things is kind of going on and just not understanding it fully. So hopefully today, this is a pause. So if anybody's out there got a question right now, man, call us this week. Yeah. We'd yeah. love to talk further, but because uh, there's never a, if it's about Jesus, there's never a bad question. That's right. <laughs> and you never have to act like you know it all because none of us know it all. Man, let's, let's dive into this together. And that's a great thing about too, um, like when we're out on the streets or in different neighborhoods and we're sharing the gospel, one-on-one uh, -on -one or in a small group or what have you, people will say, hey, wait a second, mm -hmm. what does this mean? Yeah. And it's an awesome opportunity to to have that conversation. Well, I always share the story. I grew up in a, in a church, and every Sunday we said the Lord's Prayer, and we got to that part that, and lead us not into temptation. Right. We said it so quick, because we say it every every week. We said it every week, and there's not temptation. I thought we were praying for this lady that sat up front named Letus that had some <laughs> sickness called temptation. It was like when I was six or seven. Right. I had right. no idea what it meant. I just thought that's who we were praying for. Right. Couldn't ask, man, what's that mean? Because I'm supposed to know. Well, we don't have to know. Yeah. Let's ask questions. It's okay to say I don't know. Yeah. And if somebody asks me a question and I don't know, I'm going to tell them. I don't know, but don't know. we'll find Let's out. Let's go find it together. Yeah. yeah. Let's research it. So salvation. We know Jesus says you must be born again. And we hear about you need to get saved. And so what exactly does that mean? What does that look like? Let's go all the way back to Genesis to begin to understand why we need salvation. So we know that Adam and Eve were in the garden, and they were tempted by Satan. They were deceived, and they ate of the forbidden fruit, which was disobedience to what? To the one God. thing God said not to do. The only, the, you had one job, right? <laughs> <laughs> and they sinned now. Adam and everybody else likes to blame Eve, but the Bible always specifically says Adam. One kind of funny part about that is when, when they did sin, Adam started throwing Eve under the, bus, the bus, and God too. Mm -hmm. He's like, the woman that you the gave, you gave me. <laughs> and, and so, but that, that's where it started. And so the sin of man, mankind, began at that part, and well, the sin basically imputed into the rest of mm -hmm. humanity. And that's where it started, and that separated us from God. Well, I love I love the term you how you use separate because we we talk about that often that you know sometimes I think we think that this sin is you know God's got you know he's slapping our hand stop that 
Right. Bad person. Man, sin separates us from God, and when we're separate from God, that's where shame and regret and guilt and pain and suffering and all that exists because it's out of the perfect. Sin separates us from God. That sin Adam and Eve did, the sin of wanting something shiny and new, the sin of don't do that, the sin of I gave you everything, just I don't want you to understand what what good and evil is. That separated them from God because we saw them then. What'd they do? They realized, whoa, I did something. Whoa, I'm naked. Whoa, I'm going to go run and hide. Whoa, I'm going to try to get away from God right now. And people have such a misconception about God that he's just waiting to punish us, waiting to hit us over the head with a baseball bat. But God shows right at the beginning how loving he is because he comes. It's not like he didn't know where they, you know, playing hide and seek. Like he didn't know where hey they were guys, at. guys, yeah. where are you? <laughs> I know where you are, so, but I'm, I'm coming. Yeah, he, he came. I love you. He came after. He, he yeah. came to them. Yeah. And then he revealed his plan to us right then and there in Genesis 3.15, where he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. And he's talking to Satan. Hold on. What's that even mean? God is telling us right then and there, look, I'm going to bring salvation to humanity. And Satan, he's going to defeat you. Hmm. And he was showing us his plan right there at the beginning. I mean, we know God's eternal. He's never had a beginning. But for, for us, for, for humanity, mm-hmm. God says he's, he's got a plan, and he's going to set it in motion at that point in time. Why would a God who's looking to, to punish us and to you know, just beat us up every time we mess up or what have you, why would he be so loving there and say, you know, you did sin, you're out of the garden, you're going to reap what you sowed here. And, you know, death is going to come, right? You know, death is, is evidence that there's sin in the world. But I've got a plan to bring us back together. Yeah, he, he didn't sit there and, and say, hold on, you ruined my masterpiece. This was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, he didn't say, man, that's not what I planned for. And right away, he's like, hey, I'm redeeming this world. I'm redeeming lives. And I love it because, you know, what was the one thing he said was very good when he created it? That's right. That's right. was human beings. Everything else was good. Right. And I'm telling you, go watch that sunset last mm. night. Pretty Beautiful. good. Beautiful. And he's sitting there saying, we're very good, yet sin is death and separates us, yet he's still saying very good. Right. Goodness, he loves us. And when he was saying very good, that was before sin entered. It wasn't like he didn't know it was going to happen. Correct. You know, so he still looked at us very good. And what we need to understand is that we are the only being's the only thing in creation that he created after his own image. Mm-hmm. So we're special to him. Mm-hmm. You know, do we deserve it? No. Did Adam and Eve deserve it? No. Cody and I don't deserve it, but he loves us. That's just how much he loves us. And so the plan to, to bring us back, we know Abraham came into the picture, a great man of faith, and we, we learn about faith there in Abraham. Obedience, oh my mm-hmm. goodness, obedience from Abraham. And God's chosen people came through Abraham being, being Israel. We can talk about the whole Moses and the Exodus and everything. Let my people go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and we have to shorten it down. So God gave the law to Moses for his people to follow. 613 things. 613. Imagine but, trying to live that out. We can't, can we, Cody? We don't do too well being religious, trying to keep rules. No, we don't. <laughs> we try as hard as we can. We can work at it as hard as we can, and I'm going to fall short. 
and then the sacrificial system came in, mm-hmm. um, and that one a blood of an animal can't cover our human sin, but you know, and go back because we were in God's image, right? 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 right. Animals, a great creation, mm-hmm. okay, but not in His image. That's true. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And so, and yeah. so that's why you said the blood couldn't right cover, couldn't, cover. couldn't substitute. And so, you know, people may wonder, well, why didn't God even bring the law and the sacrifice there to show us that we need a Savior mm-hmm. because we can't do this. And so we know that um, just bringing people into the New Testament now, that's a quick trip through the Old Testament. <laughs> man, 39 books. You went fast. <laughs> that was fast, man. Uh, speed reading courses yeah. will, will help. <laughs> so we know by reading the Gospels that Jesus, the Son of God, was born of a virgin, Mary. And he came into this world to save us of our sins. And so let's start there on unpacking what he does, what he has done, and what this salvation means and looks like. So Jesus is here, and he is, he is growing up as a, as a human. God fully, man fully God, which is it's a hard concept to wrap man, how do we around. even wrap our, our, our brains about that? You know, it's fully God, you know, the Son of God, the, the fully God, yet checking God powers at the atmosphere door and then fully man. It's a big, con- we could have 49 shows. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, about, about that concept. Yeah. yeah. A lot of things are hard to wrap our, our minds around and that's where this thing called faith comes in. I also like to use the word trust. Cause I think people can understand trust, trust. Uh, yeah. uh, even, even more. So Jesus, he lived a perfect life. We know he was tempted in every way. Scripture says it. He was tempted for 40 days in, in, the, in, wilderness. in the wilderness by mm-hmm. Satan himself. And Jesus did not fall. And Jesus, no matter how hard the Pharisees tried to disprove him or trap him, trap, yeah, <laughs> probably anger him. Yeah. I mean, the, the righteous religious of trying to get, that's frustrating. I mean, we all, we're human. We get frustrated at things. And Jesus, he, he didn't cut them any slack whatsoever. You know, when, when Jesus became righteously upset, it was towards them, mm-hmm. towards the, the religious uh, leaders of the day. And he always showed compassion, love uh, for everyone. And, and always brought the word back to everybody. Exactly. Always. Yeah. And so we know that Jesus, he fulfilled all those 613 laws. Um, you know, at that time, the Pharisees, they were, they were adding to the law. No, what, what's that count? You know, they said somewhere up to 1,500 extra traditional type type things. Yeah. You know, and we do that. Yes. We can do that in 2022 American church. There are certain things that are so sacred. The gospel's sacred, but this church tradition is so sacred too. Right. And so we add those. We do. We're humans. We, we're always adding those things. Yeah. And that's exactly what those Pharisees what the leaders were doing, yeah. trying to make it even more difficult. And they thought they were doing correctly. Yeah. You know, they, they were saying, well, we need to improve on this yeah. and, and so forth. And that's one thing why Jesus said, look, take my yoke. Yeah. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. The yoke of the law and the yoke of the Pharisees, that was heavy because you had to like, oh, man, I got, to, oh, which law is this one now I'm supposed to keep? You know, it's just you're going through. 1,500 laws. Yeah, you didn't have notes on your iPhone then just right, to break out. Right, There wasn't an app for that. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could have created one for now, I guess. For just that dings, game. and you're like, hold on, do this. 
And so Jesus, he lived that perfect life. Then he went to the cross, and he was beaten, and he was nailed to, to that cross, and he was hung on the cross naked. There was so much shame that took place in that. I, we don't talk a lot about the, the shame. The exposing. Yeah. I mean, here's a man who had walked for three years. First year, super popular. People were excited. I mean, he literally a few days before that, people were giving him a parade as he came into town. Right. You know, that first Palm Sunday. Right. And to then be exposed, the realization of, man, there's a lot of people that don't want me. There's a lot of people that don't want me. And what that means is they really don't want God. And what that means is they don't want God's best. And then the human side of beaten to a pulp, carrying a crossbar through a city, hurled insults, literally being traded, could have had a repeat offender criminal. Nope, give us Jesus. We want to crucify him. And then just the human side of putting up naked on a cross, in pain, in hurt, the emotions of probably seeing people that you knew. Can't imagine the shame, yeah. the hurt that was felt. His mother was there. Yeah, Mary's there. The, uh, the other ladies who followed mm -hmm. him. And so, like I said, he saw people that he knew as he's on the cross. And we know the the two uh, other criminals who were there, mm -hmm. and one who believed and the other one who didn't. And Jesus told the one who believed today, you'll be, be with me in, me in paradise. And before Jesus died, he said, it is finished. So he came, he accomplished everything that the Father sent him to do. So why why him on the, the cross? Like, what's that have to do with our sin? Great question, because... We know people ask that. Mm -hmm. Jesus bore our sins. He took our sins upon us. Just like when Adam and Eve, the, the first sin, through one man, we were all sinners, right? So the, the original sin is imputed on us. And Jesus, though he was perfect, took all of our sins. Our sins were imputed on him. And he bore that on the cross for us. So because we needed the perfect sacrifice, unblemished, in our form, the image of God, just like us as human, it wasn't an animal that could do it. It wasn't keeping certain rules that could do it. It needed to be a substitution for us that was perfect. And you could look around and say, there's no one. There's Jesus. You think about, you know, people think about his sacrifice on the cross. Huge sacrifice. Like gave up his life so he could substitute for us. And like you said, bore our sins. Took all of it. Took the sin of the world with him because he was perfect. Think about those 30 plus years he was on this earth from the time he was little to, to those three years he walked in ministry. Think about the sacrifice he took during that time. Like the sacrifice didn't begin at the cross. That's right. The sacrifice of him living full of the Spirit, for God, every breath, every step, the sacrifice of saying, no, 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 I, I choose the will of my Father. Even go to a night in the, the garden when he knows the end is coming. Hey, my inner circle, come with me a little farther, but I'm going to go just a little bit and go be with the, my, my Father for a little bit. And goes back and he finds him sleeping. And even in that moment, the humanism of, hey, God, it's Cody paraphrase, hey, God, if you just take this from me, like, I don't want to do this. I'm freaked out. He's sweating blood. He's, he's stressed. Yet the greatest words in the history of the universe, not my will, though. Amen. Your will be done. Yeah. So the sacrifice, not just the cross itself, not just the pain, the suffering, the shame, the 
nails through the wrist and the ankles, not just the him not even be able to hold his head up anymore and, and breathing, but literally the sacrifice daily. He was picking up his cross before we ever knew that term. Yeah, he, he lived a life of sacrifice. He really did. And when he was on that cross, he not, not only did he, he bear our sins, but he also took the wrath of God for us. I mean, the wrath of God, what the punishment that we deserved, he took that upon himself. And that continually blows my mind to this day that he would do that for me. Yeah. And everybody out there needs to realize that and, and put it personal and say he did that for me. Mm-hmm. And we know he died. We know he was buried. And we know that in three days he rose again, just like he said he would, just mm-hmm. like the, uh, another prophecy fulfilled, right? And he rose again to give those who believe eternal life. I've talked to, on, on a couple of different occasions about the, the proof, the authenticity of, of the Bible, and, and, and there's so much proof that you know Jesus was a real person, mm-hmm. and that, that he did live, and that he truly was the Son of God. And the proof for me, just you know, as my personal testimony, is seeing the change in his disciples, mm-hmm. and especially Peter, mm-hmm. because he was like running away, <laughs> you know, big, big bad Peter. You know, he was he was a strong personality in, mm-hmm. in, in that group and man when everything started coming down he, he ran well little girl weren't you with him right no that's <laughs> like no nah, i don't know that guy yeah. but the the change in him and how he he was telling the very ones who sent jesus to the cross that no i'm not going to stop talking mm-hmm. about jesus you all killed him mm-hmm. but i, I can't not talk about what I've seen and heard. Oh, you just you think of that Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came and standing up in a place Jesus was crucified. Right. Fifty days later, and hey, here we go, <laughs> and then standing in front of all those leaders that had a hand in that crucifixion and death of Jesus. Hey, and you guys killed him. You know, you tell me, is it better to obey you or you know man or or God? And and I always think of you know you talk about the the evidence. Everybody wants the proof, right. the evidence. 2,000 years later, okay, if it was just a story. See, there always has to be power and experience that comes with something to last. Right. 2,000 years later, it's still here. There's still power. There's still experience. That's, yeah. that's why it's still here. Right. That's, that's proof in it. But that substitution that Jesus did, I had sin. I'm separate from God. I can't be in the presence in this lifetime and especially the next lifetime with one sin, with one imperfection, I needed someone that could completely substitute that would, that then would say, nope, we're making a trade. And that's, you know, I was, you know, I always go sports. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking of my beloved Kansas City Chiefs and the Patrick Mahomes. And it's like, you know what? Some area high school, the Chiefs contact some area high school and say, hey, you know what? We're going to trade Patrick Mahomes for one of your quarterbacks. Now, times that by a million times, a million times infinity. That's the Jesus. Right. Okay, that's, that's how big, how, how different we were than Jesus, but how much we needed the perfect of him right. to take, okay. And the awesome thing with that then, because of that, God doesn't see us separate. He doesn't see us blemished. He doesn't see us imperfect. He sees us just like we were when he said, hey, goodness, I'm happy to create you. you this is very good. Yeah. God has the ability to forget our sins. <laughs> you know, I used to have a friend, he would say, 
uh, it's divine to forgive. And so I had to stop and tell him, said, no, that's not divine because we are, we can forgive. We can forgive. And God tells us we have to yeah. forgive. But, you know, forgetting. Forgetting is a work of God. That's a work of God. And that's exactly what he does with our sins. When we come to him and we put our faith, our trust in Jesus Christ, his son, then he washes, he washes us clean. He, he forgives us of our sins. He forgets those sins. And what is also so awesome is that, you know, God is holy and he is righteous. So how can you stand before a righteous God if you're not righteous? Mm-hmm. Well, when we come to Christ, just like our sins were imputed on him, his righteousness is imputed, is given to us. Because there's nothing I can do on my own, no matter how good I try to I be, I, no matter how much I work at it, I'm not righteous. I'm still a filthy rag, right? Scripture, okay? But Jesus is our righteousness. That's our ticket. Yeah. That's that's our that's our acceptance. That's and you know, I I'm sure most people have battled this once or twice in their lifetimes and you and I probably have done ministry a lot to people that would say Oh yeah, that's that's good. God can forgive them, but I've He couldn't forgive me. We're we're our own hardest critics. Yes. But you know what? Jesus is saying, "Nope, I'm there for I'm there for you. You can be your own hardest cl- critic, but I'm still coming out. I'm still at the door knocking, or God's still walking through our garden, saying, "Where are you? He's still right. coming to us, right. we, even when we're like He could forgive everybody else, but man, He can't forgive me. No, no, no." He already did. He died for us while we were still sinners. Cody, we are uh, unfortunately running out of time. Would you come back next week? So I we think can, I can come can, back next week. We can finish uh, or, or attempt to finish this conversation, but then and take it even, even a little more deeper. But, but before we end, Cody, would you share with those listening how they can receive this forgiveness, how they can receive the righteousness of Christ today? Yeah. You know, first, do you want something different? You want hope? Do you want to begin a journey? I'd love to say, hey, you know, sign this dotted line and make a decision, and everything becomes different. No, it's it's a journey. I think we can talk about that next time, right? Right. right. But you can begin this journey to say, Lord, I'm I'm here. I'm a sinner. I've got one sin. That means I'm separate from you. And when I'm separate from you, there's no good in that. I want to be drawn back to you. So you say. You, it's called repentance. You turn from that stuff. You you ask God for that forgiveness. You ask God for that forgetness. Right. And and you say, God, I, I want to start living for you. Now, this does take, as Ken said, trust. You know, it takes trust to say, God can do this. But we have to then believe, okay, Jesus, you did do this for me. You substituted yourself for me. You died for me. You begin by putting that trust in. That might be you talking to God right now about that. You praying to God saying, God, I want this right now. That might be you going to any Christian you can find right now and saying, hey, I, I want to talk to you about this. That might be you calling love and action in the harbor if, if, if you want to. It could just be you and God. Um, that's your first step. And then maybe next week we can talk about some more steps. Yes. But, I, but I do. Go find somebody you can talk to about this. That's right. And, and if they want to talk to you, Cody, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, call me at the Harbor, 334-790-4031. And you can reach me at Love and Action at 334-494-4995.
Well, brother, thank you for joining. Thanks joining for having me. Next week, too. Next week, too. All right. Looking forward to it. And I hope everybody has a great rest of the day today, a, a great week coming up. Remember that Jesus loves you. And, again, just I encourage you, if you haven't, just call out to him today because he loves you and he wants to forgive you and to give you eternal life. May God bless you and keep you, and may he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.